What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Passionate DJ Podcast. I'm your host, David Michael, and today we're featuring a special returning guest. His name is Mike Salone, but you know him better as DJ Access. Uh, he was on the show a while back, and today he's coming back to share not only some tunes with us, but also his thoughts on a lot of things, including the Machine Plus, which he brought in studio, the CDJ 3000s, which were recently released by Pioneer, uh, what it's like to DJ a COVID wedding, uh, and we also get my thoughts on uh, different streaming services for DJs. Uh, now, you can learn more about Mike by visiting his Instagram at DJ Access Music. That's DJ A-X-C-E-S-S Music. Or by checking him out at DJAccess.com, where you can also find some of his videos containing tips, tricks, tutorials, and other things for DJs. You can also check out his show called the Columbus DJ Podcast, wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. Now, today's episode features a very fancy YouTube version, which you can view by visiting passionatedj.com slash 211. And now on with episode 211 of the Passionate DJ Podcast. Welcome back, Mike. It's good to have you. We were just talking. It's been... Probably close to a year. And we know that because of the, the midnight shirts, right? Midnight October. Shirts, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we've got the midnight shirts on sale. You can go to passionatedj.com slash merch. Uh, we've got these, the classic logo tees on sale. We've also got the modern logo for the first time for sale. But we're here to hear some tunes from you and also kind of maybe later catch up with you and talk about what you've do been doing. You've got your own show. Mm -hmm. Now you've got uh, a lot going on. So we'd like to know how you've been getting through this, uh, the, the craziness of 2020 and all that uh, but right now we just want to hear uh, DJ Access do what he does man cool man I got nothing prepared but uh, there's a ton of music I obviously haven't gotten to play out I think we're all kind of in that boat so uh, if there's some stuff that I think people need to hear I'm gonna you know play it it's not gonna be you know super tight or whatever but I think it's gonna be good everyone's gonna enjoy themselves hopefully so real quick would you mind to just uh, describe your setup to the audience what are you playing on oh, today absolutely yeah, yeah yeah so I got the Rain 12s Mark 1s uh, I've had these since inception I got two pairs of them I'm probably the biggest fanboy of like this setup right here uh just for djs who are you know into performance four by two pads on the cue points and you're styling too you've got the uh the dj access uh slip mats or, or uh, covers absolutely yeah show, man got a, the logo real clean i like it thank you yeah i got a shout out 12 inch skins and you know any dj can do that to their gear they do face plates they do records all that come back around play some more tunes if yeah, that's cool with you sounds good to me let's do all it all right buddy Bracelets, not algorithms, were the law of the land. When it was all about peace, love, unity, and respect, not about love and a peace. When people were so easily triggered and all in their feelings. When people were wise and not so easily finessed. A time before social distancing, when only ravers and doctors wore masks. Everybody knew the charts were controlled and manipulated by the industry. 
time with Corona was a beer and not a virus. Come with me on this journey. Access live in studio. Thank you so much, man, for coming and sharing what you do with us and passionate DJs. First of all, the the thing that I have to point out is the Machine Plus. Okay, so you said, by the way, I brought the Machine Plus. I might want to talk about that. Like, oh, wow, cool! I didn't know. Yeah, that's awesome. And then you bust it out and you start playing these um, uh, uh, key matched, uh, you know, piano melodies and uh, you know, uh, bongo drums and all these things. Uh, in a way that, uh, honestly, at first I was busy running cameras. I didn't notice that it was you doing that. I thought it was in the track, which, which is the compliment, right, that you want as, as the DJ. And what connects us all is that spirit. That's what connects us all. Just to kind of explain what we're even talking about, the Machine Plus, uh, and for those who aren't familiar with like Native Instruments gear, it's kind of like an MPC or something like that, where it's uh, you've got beat pads and you can kind of you can construct anything from a beat to uh, a few samples to an entire song on the unit itself. But now historically, it's required you to attach to a computer. Can you tell me just like how you? However much you want to talk about how you set up your machine, like your your instrument banks and that kind of stuff for a live performance, because this yeah I own a machine studio, 
which is uh, kind of a uh, yours is like the standalone version that doesn't require it. it's the new fancy one uh, mine still has you know has to be tethered but uh, I've thought about sort of incorporating some live elements so this is very inspiring for me personally so I, I'd love to know what your approach is and how long you've been working on that man sure yeah so I start got started on machine when the mark II first came out uh, I, I was always kind of wanting I played drums when I was like really really young and then my dad and I would kind of fight over the kit so um, <laughs> he would obviously win so I started to pick up bass guitar and it really I learned by ear and it got to the point where I was like okay it's time to learn music theory and I started diving into that I'm like this is boring this is not what I like to do and I mean you're probably like me David like if if I'm not interested in something I, I it's difficult for me to practice it and, absolutely and, and get into it really deep so um you know fast forward I find DJing and I want to you know, I don't, I don't, you guys see me, like, I don't want to be looking at the camera the whole time. Like, I want to be like, I, this is like the part that like scares me. So the more stuff that you can give me to play with, the more comfortable I am. <laughs> the less you think about it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Is, so, um, is that true in a live environment or is that just with this whole live streaming? Uh, is it cameras and lights or is it people? Yeah, because I mean, you know, the, the, the crowd's got each other to look at most of the time, mm. you know, unless it's a, like a festival setting uh, and I'm doing my thing. But uh, yeah, it, when there's a crowd there, I don't have to worry about it too much. But yeah, if someone's watching the stream like they're just watching me so I can either mm. interact which I've gotten better at in the last you know few years but before when I was just doing I was like, well I'm just gonna you know give me more instruments to play give me more drums yeah. more scratches whatever it is uh, to kind of add to it but uh, yes yeah, so I started with when the machine mark 2 um, came out and then uh, you know switched over to the mark 3 and then as soon well I was using that in live performances but okay it was, you know, I need a lot of space. I need two laptops, I need all this, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, a, a monitor, all that. So it was, it was it was worth bringing out to shows. And as soon as I heard this about the standalone version, I pre-ordered it. Solved a lot of problems for you. There. Exactly. It eliminates a lot of wires and all that too. Yeah. It looks, it looks nicer. You know, it's nice, it's nice not and have compact. to worry about it. Absolutely. It, with, with regards to how I kind of got started you know using it in my performances i was a drummer so i started there you know there's breakdowns in a song and a lot of pop songs where you lose a lot of energy in the room while if, you yeah. know you can finger drum halfway decently you can kind of bring that energy back in a way yeah uh, so i started with drums started adding bongos because it was similar to drums and it's you know kind of cool like for some reason bongos has like a very like hip element about it like the crowd loves bongos. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If, <laughs> if you're gonna do that, something live, yeah, it's gotta yeah, yeah. it's gotta be bongos. Yeah. So uh, then uh, you know started moving to piano, and then that music theory thing came back up again. But this is really really cool because it does a lot of the music theory for you. So if you can understand the overarching principles, uh, you know, if you understand how mixed and key works, uh, and you you memorize the color wheel, I've I've since lost my memorization. I used to have like a, a what do they call it, an acronym? A, a oh yeah, yeah. Ferocious cats love dogs and eat. Bears was how I kind of understood where it was and you always start yeah. on 4A that was my F and then you know once you got to I think it was 12A or 1A that's when the sharps came in so um, once you learn the, the mixed in key or the Camelot wheel and the fact that this has all of your scales and kind of chords in there once you understand what they do man you saw me I was kind of messing around like yeah I mean it was it was cool because it, it was really like a jam session You like the way my back moves. You like the way my back moves. 
history so but I I had the same problem as you whereas you know there were certain aspects of practicing that I just didn't enjoy and so um, I there are certain aspects of my playing that have gotten rusty over time because I haven't uh, honed that craft the way that I have other things like DJing that sounds like a sad story like oh I never play piano it's not that it's that Regardless, I've used that knowledge in so many ways. Uh, yeah, you produce music, obviously. Producing so, yeah. music, DJing, and, you know, jamming and stuff like that. You, you know, you have an understanding where you can use those tools to, to make something really cool and that actually makes musical sense and isn't just, you know, bashing around. Sure. And so I, I'm assuming there's some involvement of, uh, you know, setting scales or arpeggios um, on the machine. And you ha- kind of have to know what that means. You know, if I'm setting a, a augmented chord you know what is that going to do to the song that's playing and so being able to understand that lets you then you have kind of like a canvas to do something with that sound absolutely know? and then you know the nice thing is uh with the with those scales i don't i only have 16 pads here which you know if you're using the chromatic scale is not a lot to work hmm. with but as soon as i turn that on to say the minor pentatonic or the major pentatonic now i have like three and a half scales to work with um, you know, and, it, and it, it makes it easier to jump around and, and use the notes that I want to use. So yeah. it, it does a lot of stuff for you. Like I'm about 45 to maybe 46 minutes into playing around with this. I turned it on. I loaded up my um, my uh, samples and my my packs, my kits from the other uh, machine that I had. So you're literally watching me Ooh. find you know the bongo kit find the drum kit okay. find the piano so i have a little bit of the, but uh none of that's set up like it took me a really probably longer than it should have to find the reverb on here for those <laughs> bongos uh and it doesn't always sound great i know that you know i'm listening back too but uh the more you do it the more you practice the more fun it is and and hopefully you know it's not about like how good it is it's, you know using the skills and kind of showing other djs that you know you can do this too i I'm very, very basic into music production, music theory, but I'm still able to make, you know, some of that stuff sound okay, I thought. So, uh, yeah, you no, said it was amazing. So yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, thank you. Um, very, like, deep house vibes and stuff. I, I really liked the, uh, the the chord choices. That was cool. Mm-hmm. I guess my question is, were you using the, ma- the machine gear before? Were you using it kind of in that standalone way? And what I mean is, machine will let you either put hands on knobs and switches or it will let you go to the keyboard and mouse mm-hmm. and just click and click around so was there a, an adjustment curve for you or were you already doing that kind of already doing it so okay because you was... seem like really familiar with the, the surface of that thing you know yes yeah on the yeah. surface absolutely because uh like i said when i'm doing performance stuff i don't want the laptop open so uh, you set that up and then when you get to the show you can kind of close your laptop and, and navigate around it does have two screens they're not touch screens um but they uh they do get around and actually you brought up the MPC while I was waiting for this um, because I had it pre-ordered, I was doing some research and found the MPC Live 2, which mm-hmm. gives this thing a battery, a 7-inch touchscreen, and a speaker. And a speaker. <laughs> so I was going, I was in bed, I was on the yeah. couch, I was outside, just you know, trying to get familiar with it. And if, if, if it hadn't, unfortunately, the workflow is not as good as machine, mm-hmm. but had it not been for that, you know, we might be talking about the MPC Live 2 today. Yeah, I'm, I'm less familiar with MPC gear uh, than I am with Native Instrument stuff, but uh, the thing I've always loved about NI is that 
that hardware software integration is always to me it just clicks it's always really smart and gets out of your way yes you know what i mean 100 percent. yeah so yeah that's that's cool that they've they finally brought this into standalone land i'm sure that you know djs are screaming for we, we want the tractor version of that <laughs> you know the s8 version we're, we're of, always screaming about something yeah Here we go. So while Mike's playing some tunes, let me just take a quick moment to talk about a few things that Passionate DJ has going on. So right now in studio, I have a Denon DJ SC6000 Prime player, which I'll be doing some YouTube videos about very soon. Also, I recently finished a video which should be published, well, probably any day now, which is a massive comparison guide between the brand new Pioneer CDJ3000 and its predecessor, the CDJ2000 Nexus 2, and also comparing it to the Denon SC6000, which is its most direct competitor. Now that video will be coming to the YouTube channel for the DJ Hookup, so go over there and subscribe and hit the notification bell on the DJ Hookups channel because, well, sometimes I publish videos over there too. And just a reminder of a few great resources that Passionate DJ has out there for you. Uh, our most popular piece of content is my guide on how to become a DJ. You can get to that by visiting passionatedj.com slash howtodj. Now you can read that as an article or you can watch it as a nine-part video series. Now also, the holidays are coming up, so if you're looking to buy a gift for maybe that special DJ in your life, maybe this would be a good time to check out the Controller Compendium. Now this is my massive DJ controller guide where I compare the top seven controllers and several different price points so you know how to spend your hard-earned money. I just want to say if you guys have any questions about what I'm doing up here, you want me to elaborate or do something again, just let me know. I'm here to help. We can talk about it after this. Like I said, these are just some songs I've downloaded, haven't got to play them this year, so I hope you dig them. Big shout out, Passionate DJ. the machine into what a, a an auxiliary channel on your rain mixer is that how it's working yes so uh, i got two um two uh quarter inch cables going into my rca uh which has its own dedicated um input and output uh on the, uh, okay. on the mixer it's really helpful okay great so you're um 
that's cool too because now you you've got the C, the CPU load and all that stuff you don't have to worry about anymore. You don't have the separate laptop to worry about, so it simplified the setup. That's really cool. So you're just running Serato over here, mm -hmm. and um, I assume that somewhere along the line you've keyed your tracks or something so that you know where to where to aim the machine when you're jamming or else it, that would have sounded horrific you got <laughs> otherwise you got yeah, okay. I mean, or, or i'm just sitting here like you know going dun, dun, dun. nope not that one dun, dun, yeah. dun. not that one so you yeah just mixed and key. yeah <laughs> mixed in key is uh is a godsend and i mean gj should know about that but if you don't definitely check it out um and what other gear did we want to talk about we're kind of on the, the gear I, I feel like there was something else that we brought up. Well, there's CDJ three thousands. Sure. Yeah, they're they're to your left over there, kind of out of the camera shot. Um, yeah, they were supposed to be back by now, but look, I, luckily I talked our friends at the DJ hookup into to leave them here another week or two, so we can uh, do a few more videos and stuff with them. Um, have you had a chance to see? Is this the first time you've seen them? This in is person? the first time I'm seeing them in okay, person. Cool. You know, I had to, the the turntables in me had to touch the platters a little bit. They're buttery smooth, so I wonder how that translates. Uh, you know, when you're actually working with tracks, um, you know, I would love like would love to try that a little bit later. Uh, but you know, Pioneer knows what they're doing. Um, they gave me my eight cue points, which is what I really wanted. Um, we I, we talked about this on, on our show a little bit. I, I, we were thinking that maybe they'd add a second USB slot just because back to back yeah. DJing uh, and switchovers are being coming so common. But maybe they think that at their level, this isn't really for like the home or the club DJ. This is for like in-house installs and festivals only right. where you'd have four so you'd have to have four djs up there in order for that to be necessary so i, I get everything on here makes sense as to why they did it uh, obviously i can be picky and change things away well, and you know once upon a time that that was more of a concern about pioneer gear because there was such a, a gap between uh the flagship cdj and what you what was affordable for home use and that's just not the case anymore i mean pioneer has something record box compatible in like at literally every price point you know from the the edj what 200 or 400 all the way up to the rzx which is like three grand all the way up to, and then you've got the xdj players and stuff so i mean they you know they, they give you every excuse in the world to get into the record box ecosystem if that's what you want to do um, or Serato, and you know they support all that as well. And the best thing they've ever done is make it so you know any club you walk into, you find these. Like Laidback Luke yeah. is trying as hard as he can, but <laughs> I still haven't seen Denons in the club. Shout and out Laidback Luke. Yeah, hey, if he's watching, I, he, that dude's awesome. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, man, just uh, be, if you walk into a club, you're gonna recognize these, and you're. Uh, I hope you know how to play on them at least a little bit because that's you typically what you got no matter where you go, unless you're big enough to have your own rider.
What do you guys think? You ready to talk? Let's do it, man. One thing I, I do want to ask you about is the. Uh, it's hard not to talk about the the 2020 stuff. Yeah, man. Um, being that you have a lot of experience doing um, uh, private events and, and uh, mobile gigs and and all that kind of stuff, how are you getting through 2020? Does that are you are you DJing? I mean, <laughs> tell me how that works for you. Yes, uh, yes, I've been DJing. Uh, you know, thank goodness for weddings and all, for all my wedding clients who are uh, you know brave in COVID and, and still able to have a good time uh, in in what's been probably the craziest year of all of our lifetimes. Uh, but is there anything, sorry to interrupt. Is there anything particularly difficult about DJing a COVID wedding? Smaller guest lists. Uh, so, you know, if I can make, if let's say, you know, I make, I'm able to make 50% of people dance at a 300 person wedding, that's 150 people on dance floor. That's a rock and dance floor, you know, at a hundred person wedding, 50 wow. people, that's, that's less. So yeah, that's a great um, point. Yeah. People, uh, and then just managing everyone's level of comfortability. Right. Uh, I think I'm taking the virus more seriously than most people, um, that, that I, that I run into. Uh, and so just managing that not everyone is like me. Some ha- people have more company, some right. even have less. So, uh, managing that, like, you know, I, I passed the mic with a Clorox wipe, mm-hmm. uh, and the first wedding I did that at, I could hear people kind of laughing at me. Um, it was down in Tennessee, so you know, take that as you will. Uh, but you know, I think people are getting used to it, and it, again, I don't. It doesn't really bother me very much. Uh, I just want to prove to my clients that I care about them, right? Like, right. It's it's. There's been a lot. We've had to make adjustments here in studio too. Um, when we when we set up for the podcast, if it's if it's more than me and another person, or or me and a couple of the guys, it's like, well, there's a lot of chairs in here so you know we've taken the dj booth and moved it back a few feet we spread all the chairs out you know behind the camera hiding in the wall there is a big exhaust fan so i can run that every now and then and i wipe down i wipe down all the touch surfaces before anybody comes and when everybody leaves and i I, usually i send an email about this i think i forgot to send you one that's okay man. Um, and it's the same thing man it's it's i want people to know that when they come here that we kind of give a shit about that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so they can feel comfortable knowing that, hey, we're at least taking precautions. You know, we care. And we're not just like sneezing all over the DJ gear. <laughs> right. Like
smoke weed every day. This is a candidate for song of the year for me. I don't know what it is, but this one's just dope. Ice on my neck, doesn't come I'm a pretty boy, I'm stunning. Super speed sonic, I'm running. Super, super, super speed sonic, I'm running. So I've done about maybe 10 to 12 weddings kind of since the, the quarantine and when they, they shut everything down. And, I, you know, there is hope, like for DJs who aren't DJing, there is hope. Um, you know, 2021, get, get ready because, uh, you know, there's a lot of clients uh, both on the corporate side and on the wedding side who have had to move events and people uh, like, you know, me and, and other DJs uh, are, are already booked, right? So there's a lot of opportunity for uh, maybe if you're in that tier two, tier three of uh, of booking, maybe your booking rate's not at 90%, but it's at like, you know, 60 or 50. Uh, there's a lot of opportunity to get your, get these gigs, pass out your business cards and really set yourself up for the following years. Mm. Um, I, I think this has maybe um, killed a lot of DJ dreams, unfortunately. Uh, so there's probably a little bit of space in the market for people to grow. Uh, people are still having a great time. I'd say the first three to four weddings I did, uh, and if you know you're a wedding client of mine, like ignore this part. It's all fall, it's all fake. But um, <laughs> it was either really fun and no safety concerns whatsoever, or it was a lot of safety concerns and really not as fun. And I think now, uh, it's a struggle. My, yeah, exactly. And maybe in my last six to seven weddings is where we're like, okay, you know, we're you, people are doing a better job of managing safety and having a great time. And uh, I would love to see those guest counts get up uh, a little bit higher for next year um and and I've, I've been joking on my twitter well maybe not joking but uh if you are going to request a song during covid times please just leave your mask up that's what it's there for i'll watch people like walk from the dance floor with their mask on and you know i get that little smile in me because i'm like yeah they care like we're, we're doing it like we're gonna beat this thing and then as soon as they get over to me they take their mask down and just yell their request in my face and it takes me completely out of what i'm doing so like you'd almost be okay if they did the opposite of that right exactly and, and, and DJs hate on the people who just you know sh they say oh they just shove their Spotify in my Facebook do that please please do that that is like in my opinion that's the safest way I'm already going deaf a little bit I don't want you yelling in my ear I want you that close to me just take your phone pull up it on Spotify that way we're not getting requests for the birthday song when they really mean in the club and then you know I'm not playing uh you know, I'm not stand the birthday thing, but I'm not playing like uh, two chains when you actually meant Stevie Wonder. You know? Right, right. <laughs> so it's just a Absolutely. lot easier. All right, man. Um, well, I think uh, you wanted to play some more tunes, yeah? Yeah, man. I'll put another um, 15 minutes and talk some more. Yeah. Do you want to uh, take a bathroom break or anything, or you want nah, to just man, jump you know right into DJs it? Are. All right, buddy. I'll put on a four-minute song. I'll be good. All right, man. All right, have at it. Thanks so much for talking, <laughs> of man. Of course, David. Thank you. Money for my mind, yeah. Summon on the time for spin. Da 
the top I'm in name coffee swag a lot Them a chop me none of time for them Time for them Yes, I'm a wake up yeah. Money make and I make up yeah. Me go straight for the paper yeah. Tell you wait, see you later Mr. Pot, everybody look like what? Mr. First, them say how you look I like that I need like the kalimba, like uh, that's what I need to have on, like a kalimba or a marimba beat. Everything we do, give thanks. Tell them what we do. Load the L, take the W. One thing they all they feel. I need now come if you no go. Everything we do, give thanks. Tell them what we do. Load the L, take the W. One thing they all they feel. I need now come if you no go. On the news, me in my prime. On the crime, with the dollar sign, money for my mind. This is DJ Access live in Passionate DJ Studios. What's up? What's up? Changing it up a little bit, changing the styles up, getting in some uh, hip hop and uh, other kind of clubby stuff. That was pretty awesome, man. You got to like show off some of the scratching. And how do you like scratching on the twelves? They're awesome. It's awesome, man. I, I, I'm, I'm. Does I'm it not feel like that. tables to you, or? See, I think it's better than tables, and I'm the only DJ that says that. I know, I know, I know. Tony's <laughs> Tony's upset. smirking in the no, corner. No, Tony's upset about it. But listen, that, that's just how I feel. That's how I feel. I'm not talking about anybody else. I like, like, I haven't, I kept my turntables, like, for, because I was like, oh, yeah, I'll still play on them. I got phase, I got this, I got, I am a bad DJ. I have not touched my techniques probably since I got my second pair of 12s. So I have, like, this is, like, my going out set. I have my studio set. And ever <laughs> since I had, like, a studio set in place, I haven't touched Damn. my techs. They're just for other You're people. You're serious about this. Yeah, it's, it's a, it, like I said, it's a, it's what, it's all about what you feel, right? Yeah. It's your stuff. It's the way you DJ. It's all about how you feel. And to me, I didn't start on turntables. I started on CD players. Uh, I learned turntables after the fact. So I don't have like the nostalgia or like mm. the attachment that I think a lot of other DJs do. And not that that's a bad thing, obviously. Sure. But like that, yeah, this is what feels best for me. And I encourage other DJs, don't worry about what other DJs are doing. Do what's best for you. Nice, man. Yeah, I, I like that. Yeah, we give thanks like we need it the most. We have to give to be thankful Blessings all for me So 
I don't know if anyone else struggles with this when they're streaming, but uh, I, I feel like you take a lot of cues from the crowd, like when you're like picking songs. So you'll see me like as I'm in my computer, I'll like, look up and just see you guys. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> talk a little bit more about what you've been up to since the last time you were here specifically i'd like to ask you about well one major thing that's happened since you were here last is you you are you have your own show um you've kind of become a your own content creator i was inspired and oh inspired by you guys. <laughs> no please i mean you're you're doing great things so uh, tell us about uh what, what you've got going on Sure. So we uh, we call it the Columbus DJ podcast. So we really wanted to be creative with the name and uh, you know and then how we wanted to approach it. But uh, it's myself and DJ Corrupt. For if you don't know, I mean, if you're in Ohio, you probably know DJ Corrupt. But if you don't, uh, DJ Corrupt is uh, probably Columbus's number one traveling DJ. He's uh, a scam artist. He's put out <laughs> a number of records. Uh, also, former uh, uh, on the guest on the show. Yes, as well. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, you know, he's he was doing his thing. 2019 was a fantastic year for here. Just like um, for him, just. Traveling around Miami, yeah. Vegas, uh, California, Arizona, just doing his thing, and uh, now he's um, like other, most DJs who are DJing now. He's kind of become the primary guy at, at his local spot, not traveling as much, and just making sure that that place stays afloat. And I got to give credit to Dahlia; they've been they've done a really nice job of. Um, not only just surviving COVID, but making sure that they're providing like uh, a great environment for people to party. Is it the safest? No, I mean it, it, it's still it's still a party, right? You know, it's still a, a level of risk. But they are they are trying their best, right, to right. Uh, to, to make sure it's a safe environment to party. Yeah, everything's a calculation now, especially for for business owners. You know, it's like, well, how do we stay afloat and, and how do we keep people happy and and still be as safe as we reasonably can? Absolutely, because you know you still got a party. I don't care what's going on, you still got a party. <laughs> Whether it's virtually, whether it's in person with a mask on, you got a party. So, uh, what is kind of the the concept behind the the Columbus uh, DJ podcast? I mean, are you are you trying to like interview DJs, or what? Do you, what's your kind of goal with the show, or, or has that? How far into that are you? Like, yeah, do, yeah. do you so, know what the vision is? Yeah, yeah. So our, our original mission statement is just we want to share stories and advice uh, okay. of the DJs of um, uh, Columbus and the surrounding areas. Awesome. So, uh, we've had DJs from Cleveland in here. We've had DJs from Cincinnati. But primarily our guests have been from Columbus. We typically feature uh, two DJs per episode. Hopefully they have kind of a similar thing that they want to talk about, whether they're producers or whether they're promoters uh, or just you know wedding DJs. We tr- try to do it like that. And then... Um, <clears throat> Um, my focus is really on just getting the information out there uh, because, you know, that's that's what we can give back as DJ. You guys know what's the passion of DJ podcast. Like, I think ours is, is mostly centered around advice and then just uh, sharing stories of DJs from Columbus. That's awesome, man. We, uh, when did it start? Like, how long has it been around? Right after quarantine. So uh, this, okay. this is something I always had, like, noodling uh, ever since I came on the show with you guys. Uh, I was listening to a ton of DJ podcasts. Shout out The Road Podcast. Shout out uh, Mickey D's. Uh, podcast and obviously passionate DJ, but uh, something I'd mill in, didn't really have time for it with all the gigs, and then boom, I have all this time all of a sudden. So 
uh, called it, it, up Corrupt because I thought he would be a fantastic partner. Uh, he's uh, far more into the club game and the traveling world than I mm. am, and I kind of bring the uh, corporate and uh, and mobile side okay. uh, to things. Obviously, yeah. I still do clubs, but uh, not nearly as much as him. Yeah, so it, it, it's kind of an interesting time to decide to become a content creator for something that's that kind of requires people to be able to go out right so there's there's pros and cons to that right that we, we've learned here that in some ways creating content has, has gotten a lot easier because most people are more flexible with their time right now because everybody has to be flexible with all their time because we have no choice so <laughs> it, it's just kind of a thing now and and so it's made it easier for like you know tony schedules all the interviews and and it's it's made it way easier for that to happen than it was ever before even if we have to do a lot more zoom and and or you know spread people out several feet in here when we're talking or whatever um that stuff makes it tricky but the time slots have been a lot easier to, to lock down. And, and actually, if I, if I can speak to that a little bit, David, I think like it's it's our, our podcast isn't as well produced as your your guys is like. So we do all of our almost all of our uh, interviews over Zoom. So it, it it's made that even easier because I don't have mm. to worry about you know you know getting people over here setting up the studio. So I I commend you guys for still doing that and making it a, a safe place to do it. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's, it's nice because everybody everybody knows how to use Zoom now too. So yeah. you don't have to teach them where we used to have to do that before it's like okay now make sure that you mute this and turn your audio settings to this and now everybody's just kind of with it <laughs> I, I i thought it was hilarious i saw some meme about like skype having a sick like blew a 16 year head start like everyone had skype back in the day and then pandemic happens right. and all of a sudden zoom pops up and takes over like skype's got to be kicking themselves right now Yeah, I mean, where the fuck should I really even start? I got hoes that I'm keeping in the dark. So now that the CDJ 3000s are out, what are you both most excited for on the horizon? Hardware-wise? Hardware-wise. I don't know if excited is the word, but I'm really anxious to see what is coming next for Tractor, if anything, uh, hardware-wise. Because, I, you know, what what is the next fancy Control S8 type thing okay. and and is there going to be is, is there a future in standalone tractor or is that just something people are going to complain about eternally um is there because i'm a, I'm a long time and tony is too just long time tractor fans i'm very confident in tractor and i know all the problems that tractor has right now that all the complaints are valid but that's just where i love to live sure and so I would love to see some some innovation in that space. Uh, at the same time, I'm pretty easy to please. I don't, you know, I think that feature bloat is a thing. 100%. <laughs> and, I, you know, people are putting more whiz-bang knobs and, and switches on things because they have to, to stand out. Um, which is actually not what the 3000s are, really. No, I, you know, I agree the, with you. The 3000s are, are more like it's the next iteration of the standard and, and use it or don't. <laughs> but you're going to use it, you know. And then one thing I wanted to ask you about is it seems like there's Wi-Fi and streaming on an awful lot of stuff that's coming out. And then BeatSource and DJ City are doing their thing. I wanted to get your uh, opinions on that because not a lot of the DJs that I talk to in my circle um, either haven't really heard about it or are interested at all. And I think you might be. I'm mildly frustrated because I'm like many people, I, just a, a daily Spotify user. Mm -hmm. And so 
initially Spotify started integrating, you know, it was with algorithms, DJ software, they brought in Spotify, Spotify integration, which I thought was a really smart move because it was like, okay, now I can kind of preview and mix and DJ songs that I might not necessarily want forever. I might want it for a set or a moment in time. That's how I DJ. And so not every track is like, if it's something that's that important to me, I want to own it physically and put it on the wall back here. Sure. So that was great for me. And then for whatever reason, Spotify said, we're not doing that anymore. We're cutting off third party API access for music apps and we're not doing that anymore. So it's like, okay, now I got to get another subscription to another service and I got to pick, you know, it's, it's like format wars. I got to pick which one's going to be the winner <laughs> in the long run, you know, what's going to be the best option for the type of music that I play. Sure. It's just, I, I think it's inevitable. I, I don't think that it, it makes me feel like a dinosaur to DJ with digital files now. Like it, it's almost, we're past that. Wow. Um, we're not past that, but I, I, it, it, it feels weird to me because in every other aspect of life, we're past that. <laughs> so, so, so uh, I want to put words in your mouth. So, uh, what I'm understanding you're saying is like you feel like we should have been, we should be further along within the streaming. I'm Wi-Fi. surprised it's taken this long. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, so the Rain 72s, you're are you using a lot of the uh, Serato effects, like with the paddles and stuff? Absolutely not. I no? that's the one thing about Serato where like I think you know if if I wish they would talk to Tractor about the effects because I use the Echo out, I use Reverb. Um, I use a break for censoring, and I'm pretty sure that's it. No I, delay, I was wondering, no spiral, no uh, yeah. transformer, no no nothing really. You know, you can use these and do combo effects, but they just don't, in my opinion, sound that great. And they're they're a little bit more work to to put together. And I and do you really? So I don't need that many effects. If I have my reverb, I, I do miss. Uh, and I do have my echo out, but I, I would prefer it to just be a regular echo. Um, so if I, I'll, I'll kind of show you here. Um, hopefully it's not too loud. So I have, and this is a three button press. So when you're first, you know, learning it, it's slow. But once you get it, it's double tap this, hit that. Oh, sorry. Hit that. And then now, oh, there's my like, you know, two count, one count. Oh, cool. So you just have that assigned to the... So you just use the beat pads for your echo out. You got it. Yeah, so you tap one, and it's a one-button press. Uh, whereas on a on the DJM, I would have to hit the echo and then, you know, do my own fade-out. Uh, so having that on one button is nice, but again, it's tied to the um, grid in Serato. And the grid in Serato has gotten better, but it's still not at tractor levels. I, I still find it, you know, it messes up the grid on some tracks. And you can go in and edit it, but... That's, that's one thing that Tony and I spent a lot of time talking about is like the the confidence that we have in tractors like quantization and stuff sure. as far as looping. Like we you click loop and it's like, okay, and we don't even think about it. You just know it's going to be there. And I never feel that same level of confidence on a CDJ. I don't care how prepped my track is or I'm not. And that's maybe that's just a me problem. Nope, I 100% <laughs> agree with you. I, I, like I, for the short time that I use tractor, I was like, wow, this is reliable. Uh, and it's been that and for years. It's been that way, like 10 plus years. 
I think I got some. You know, if you want to play some tracks, and then I can uh, get out of you guys' hair, let you guys. Uh, now, can we convince Tony to scratch a little bit? That's my. You know, it's my favorite thing whenever I come over. Here. Absolutely. We'll we'll probably have to end the stream so that we can do some setup and stuff. But yeah, yeah. we can. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe turn some cameras on, or or you guys can just have some fun. Either way. Cool. And uh, you know, guys, I know Tony's monitoring the chat. So any questions in the chat, we'd love to talk about. Uh, you know, songs, gear, uh, gaming, anything like that. Let absolutely. us know. Want the engagement? Thank you. I've said it all I've got a feeling We must have hit a wall here And baby boy, please Tell me like it is Cause you talk love But you never act on it Because the driving is alive And honey, it is calling you Set. Uh, this folder is called Dope Shit. down to this. If you can't get down to this, I don't know. Woo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yo, I feel, I think it's funny because like DJs are like always working, right? Like music's always around. And uh, I actually found that song at Brassica. I was grabbing lunch and I'm in line and that song comes on and I, I pulled out Shazam in Brassica. And it's like one of my favorite songs I've ever heard. so much for tuning in to episode 211 of the passionate dj podcast now mike did stick around in studio to do a bunch of scratching and have some fun with tony uh we recorded a bunch of that footage and put together a really fun video which we're going to publish the second week of december so make sure you go to the youtube channel for passionate dj and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss it thanks so much for listening we'll catch you next time keep on spinning